Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And what's up, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the Guy Show. Welcome to the New Year. I'm excited. Happy to be back. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Do you do that? Because uh, you're the type that don't do nah. that. Nah, I know. It I just is. believe in. I just believe you know every day is a new day. You know, some people wait until November to say, "Man, next year is my year." When I, you can make today your day if you just focus on the day. So if anybody follows me, I have a statement that I always say is called win the day. Like, you know, so win the day every day, you know, do your best set one big goal, one medium big goal and one small goal and try to knock those three out every day. And eventually things will start going your way because, you know, one day can't change it. One day will change your life. But there's so many things that has to lead you to that day that it's like, come on, man, stop waiting till January 1st. Just be good. Start today. All right, so what are you using as motivation this year? Uh, you know what's so crazy? I'm glad you brought that up. I Fear has always motivated me, and I've been trying to switch that up. And But I don't think I should. What do you like think? I, 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 it's a scene in Rocky where he's, no, no, not Rocky 4, Rocky 5. <laughs> not, not 4. No, seriously. <laughs> like, anybody that knows me knows I've learned everything from movies. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene in Rocky where he's talking to the guy he's about to fight. And he's like, hey, man, like, you're not afraid of losing? Like, because the guy was so determined to fight him. He was like, man, you're not afraid? Like, bro, like, you don't wake up scared to lose? And he was like, no, I just want to fight you. And he was like, bro, like, I'm scared to death of losing. That's what makes me wake up and work harder than everybody else. Uh, some of my richest friends think like that. Like, so I don't know. I think the fear of going back, the fear of not living up to who I think I can be, I think the fear of just the world alone and, you know, people saying, aha, look at you, you failed. I think all of that is what motivates me, you know, so that's why I go so damn hard because I don't want nobody to laugh at me. And if you are laughing at me, I'm cool if I'm in that mode of laughing. Like when we started this podcast, people didn't believe and that's cool. So I know people were laughing. What the hell is he doing? I know what I'm doing. Sure do. You had put out a tweet that said, if seeing your mom struggle to put food on the table doesn't motivate you to get out there and get it, that must have, that monster hustle ain't in you. Seeing my mom unhappy and struggle as a kid put that beast in me. Yeah. I, I could tell you stories. I remember my mom was waiting on her income tax check, and she promised she was going to help me get a car. I remember she was like, my income tax check come, I'm going to give you $800 to get a car. And then I remember the check came, I gave it to her, and she opened it up, and the IRS took the whole check. Oh, shoot. That is not where I thought the story was. Yeah. No, no, no. But this is good. Like, like, like being let down builds character, mm-hmm. right? You know, being hurt, failing builds character. So I remember seeing her face when that thing came, and I remember thinking, like, I'm never going to be at the mercy of someone else ever in my life again. Never. I'm going to bust my ass to make sure that I determine how far I go, not in case of IRS or not even the IRS, just welfare, anybody. whoever, like anybody, like, you know, 
Like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to wake up and do everything I can to make sure that I win. And you know what I will really change my mind is that, which I recommend everybody in here read, is that Will Smith book. Oh, yeah, you were speaking on it before. Oh, my God, it's such a good book because he tells you that. He's literally like, he was a millionaire. He lost all his money because, you know, he was living his life, buying houses, and then the IRS came, ironically, and took everything from him. And he was in Philly, down, and then he tells a story of when he, they was basically like, you should just go to L.A. And he was like, what am I supposed to do out there? And he went to L.A. He wound up living with a girl. And the girl was like, you can't be in here every day. He was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, do something. So he went to, he was just hanging out every day at the Arsenio Hall show because that he was a celebrity already. He was a broke celebrity. <laughs> and he was hanging out at the Arsenio Hall show every day. And that's how he met Benny Medina, who was like, yo, you should act. And then Benny Medina called him and the Fresh Prince was born. Because the Fresh Prince is based on Benny Medina, who manages J Lo. Oh, I didn't know that was based on an actual. Yeah, no, it was based on Benny, Dina, Benny Medina's story. But the only thing was that Will was from Philly, so they said, let's make the character from Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, make more. But it was supposed to be the Fresh Prince of Beverly Hills. Oh, but then Quincy Jones lived in Bel Air, and he was like, man, fuck Beverly Hills. Bel Air's <laughs> where the money at. So they called it Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But Will talked about how he was like, when they called him, he wasn't going to fuck it up because he fucked up once and he never wanted to. He was like, he's never going to fuck it up. And, I mean, literally, I'm, like, halfway through it. But I'm like, damn, like, his, his career wasn't an accident. My career is not an accident. I think a lot of people don't understand that, that your career is not an accident. You have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to look stupid. You have to be willing to be laughed at. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable. And all of those things will lead up to something working out in your favor. And, boom, I never wanted to be in front of a camera. But, look, I got cameras in front of me right now. I'm not afraid of that because – it makes me uncomfortable, so I run to it. When I feel fear, I run to it. So, But I embrace fear. I use fear as a motivation. Some people use fear as a reason to stop, mm-hmm. not me. That's good. You're telling people to run towards their fears. Or anytime I feel, anytime I'm afraid of something, I run to it. If I'm afraid of a feeling, I'm afraid that something happened, I'm running to it. I think that's what makes you different, and that's why you were able to be successful. Like you said, most people would shy away from fear and kind of use that as a reason. Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't think I could do it, so I'm not going to do it. So thank you for being transparent and sharing all of that. Oh, yeah, I'm not afraid. With us. If you could live by one word this year, what word do you want to live by? Consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency. I think that consistency is the key to success. Uh, you know, like, I've been working out. I don't care when I'm in town, I do it consistently. I'm doing this podcast consistency. It's like you have to be consistent if you want to see results. Like I said, because nothing happens overnight. Nothing does. So consistency is my word for 2023. For all of us, like let's all be consistent and consistent without expecting anything. I think a lot of the times a lot of people are frustrated in life because they show up thinking, I showed up, I should, this should have paid, paid off for me. Nah, you showed up for you, bro. You showed up for you and it will pay off on you. Like, I put so much energy into things that didn't work. And there was something over there watching me that was like, man, I like what you did over there. That's how I started managing Rock City. I had an artist who wasn't working, who was lazy. No disrespect to him, but he was lazy. And I remember Teron was like, man, if I had a manager that cared like you did, you did, we'll be out of here. And then, boom, I, like two years later, I became his manager and history was written. But I didn't know and, it was that long before you started managing him. Yeah, we was friends for like two or three years before I started managing him. And that's my point. Like, but I stay consistent. Sometimes I think a lot of the times we desert the opportunity in our face because it doesn't feel the way we want it to feel. When sometimes it's about, you ever seen um, 
you know, I learned a lot from movies. So don't mind me. I know. Have I you ever seen it. Forrest Gump? Yes. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Forrest Gump, it's like Bubba. Like mm-hmm. they became the right. biggest shrimp company in the movie because when the storm came, everybody ran, and he was like, "I just faced the whole war. I'm not running." So with me, when I'm, I would say consistency, bro. Consistency and don't be afraid. That's my that's my thought process going to 2023. Yeah, I was talking to Castle early, and I was telling him like overnight success usually takes five years. Like ten. it might look like ten, uh, ten even more. Because because so. for anybody to be a professional at anything, it takes ten thousand hours, and it usually takes ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours usually takes ten years. Jeez. The reason why we have been able to excel in a podcast space is because. I had 16, 17 years of experience in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I just brought what I thought to this, right? But, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely going to take you 10 years. That's the hard part. Like, people just people just feel entitled. I never felt entitled to a win. Like, I was just honored to be in it. Like, when I pray, I don't pray like, God, can you give me this? I pray like, God, I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for the opportunity to pursue more. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I always lead with gratefulness rather than, can you give me? Because I'm like, because the 16 year old me would be like looking at the, this version of me and be like, nigga, mm-hmm. look at your life. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just do my best. That's good. That's all we can do. Um, so, I want to go into some trending topics. We haven't done trending topics um, since the new year started. So, I'm excited about this. I don't know where to start because all of them are a little. Let's go. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Um, all right. So, this is my favorite because I think everybody owes me an apology. The Meg and Tory verdict has finally come out. And it came out that he was actually found guilty on, what was the charge? Not necessarily shooting no, he Meg. Got, he got found guilty on all charges. It was all charges, but it was like. Carrying a gun, not actually. No, he got charged with. Uh, well, whatever assault. it was. My question is, how is this going to affect their careers? Oh man, it's such so much to unpack there. Uh, first thing I would say is that I think that I think that most people. No, no, I'm being honest. I think that most people heard once the details came out, left feeling like he really didn't do it. Yeah, that's still the big. That's still the big thing. There. So. My real thing is who who won? Nobody. Nobody. Boom. I just I, I will say this. I hope he doesn't get a lot of time. Like, I just hope he doesn't get a lot of time. How do you think this is gonna affect Meg's career though? Um, it's this statement. They said that hopefully you'll hang around long enough to become the bad guy for them to pull you back up. So I think for a little hot second, you know, people are gonna feel a way about her. You know, especially after the details came out. You know, my thing is that I say is that my problem is is with this world is is that someone will put you in their business. Like me and you, me and Tamara are fighting. Like and we together, and I post Tamara has cheated on me, and you're like, yeah, but he cheated first. Mm-hmm. And then when we get back together, we say, can y'all mind y'all business? Yep, I hate that, bro. If you want to be famous, you have to understand the sacrifice that comes with it. People are going to talk. Like, and my only issue was Megan was like, I don't even want to be here. You the one that said he shot you. Hold on, time out. Did she not Cold say that? Red. She wasn't going to sue him at first. He went around to the blogs and talked all this BS. I don't know, but, I don't, but here's the point. Here's the point. That's cool. It goes back to what I said. I, I tweeted something else you should bring up. <laughs> no, real talk. Because people feel like because you did me wrong, I feel right in wronging mm-hmm. you more. Like, no matter what, you could have ignored it. You were winning. You're still winning. And then you didn't want no one in your business. Like, why is they talking about my business? Like, why did I have to do with anything? That has everything to do with everything because that's all about character. character the yep. same way they want to talk about who Tori was. They want to talk about what you did and maybe what you did led to your friend getting tired of your shit and shooting you. 
it was a, but here's the thing. If you didn't want to go through all that, you should have just dropped it. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to go through that. You, you wanted, you wanted him to be punished without you having to play a role in it. That's not how it go. You're going to have to get on that stand. You said somebody did something, you got to get on that stand. So what should Meg do next? Do what she been doing. I mean, listen, who gives a fuck? People care. People don't keep going. If I was Meg's manager, I'd be like, hey, look, fuck all that. Let's keep focusing on music. Let's keep doing what we got to do. But I will tell you this. I will say to her to ignore addressing it. Because she also, don't forget she also did that freestyle. Yo, fuck, nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, think about how much you bought into it. To only say, I don't want to talk about it. You shouldn't have made a song about it. Like when you want to, no, hit me out. When you want to, le- no, when you want to hit, when you want to, if you want to move on, move on. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You can't want to talk about it and then move on, but talk about it only when you want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Cause in this, everybody in this room has social media, right? Yeah. You can't pick and choose. Anybody in this room can send a tweet right now that can go viral right now. You can't mm-hmm. pick and choose what people want to discuss. You just, you can't. So don't even try. Just make dope ass music. All right, I'll let you rock with that one. Um, Young Jock says it's very common for men and women to have sex for beats. Wait, why are you shaking your head? Don't listen to Jock. Okay, well, my question wasn't necessarily about... I went to high school with Jock, by the way, so I know Jocio. I went yeah, to high school with him. I, everybody went to this high school. Like, no. do y'all have one high school on no, the south side? No, no, I'm no, very no, convinced. no, no, no. Only people that who else went to Banneker? You know all the people. Everybody that comes in here, y'all went, y'all was at a high school at a certain time. Who? Every person that damn Ooh, name one here. else. Um, see y'all. She be see on that. She tweeting too right now. See that mm-hmm. name one high school that I. That's why I said I went to high school with. Not that you went to high school with that. They went to that same high school that you went to. Who? Um. Who? Come on, Braxton. Say it, Braxton. Yeah. Say it. Jock and Ludacris. Now it's Jock and Ludacris. Those are only but two people. Went, those are only two Jock. rappers that I went to high school with. Well, I'm not talking about rappers per se. I just met people. No, 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 no. Jock and Ludacris. Those are those are the two guys that I went to high school with. During the same yeah. time frame. Yeah, Jock was a year under me, and Ludacris was two years over me. Were y'all doing talent shows and stuff? Jock wasn't rapping in high school. Oh, he was like, you know, he was. Wait, we getting distracted? Hold on. Yeah, but he was. But Luda was rapping in high school. Luda was definitely trying. My question is, how can women avoid predators in the music industry? Or men or situations never, like I'm that. I'm being honest with you. I can't answer because I've never seen it. I know if you do that shit in front of me, I'm going to say something. So when you hear that, eh, well, first of all, we got to stop with the narrative that women are the only people that are preyed on. Men are preyed on also. Men are preyed on also. Give me an example. I can give you a thousand examples. I just want one. Um, A tangible one, one that I would. See, ten, well, like I'll go back I to Tori and Meg. Okay. Tori, is- Tori is the shit. He is the shit. He is the shit. Let, let, okay, let me ask you this. I got a question for you. Oh, Lord. I, I love when this happens. For me. I gotta, and I want you to be honest, because I got to be honest. If Tori Lanez is not a rapper that's not successful and famous, does she give him, does she fuck with him? I'm pretty sure Meg has bodies that's not rappers. Does she fuck with him? I'm talking about him. The same guy who she said is five foot three. Uh, does she fuck with him? No, I doubt it. Okay, so guess why does she fuck with him? There was, a bene- there was a mutual benefit for each other. Simple. That's nothing wrong with saying that, by the way. People shouldn't deal with each You said on this same platform, I'm not going to deal with a man that don't, that sure don't make. Okay. And- Wait, so who's the biggest star between the two? Who's the biggest star? Between Meg and Tori. Meg, Meg now. But who's, yeah. you, think, you think the music business is about who's the biggest star? Well, it's also about who's the most talented. 
because the biggest stars were usually built on behind of talented people. Mm-hmm. Like Whitney Houston was gifted, a gifted singer. She was a gifted singer. She honored that gift, by the way. She honored that gift, but she never wrote a song. The talented people wrote the song. So how do you go from just being a singer to being a star? Hit records from talented people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who do you think is more talented? Megatory. I don't know. I don't really want to get into that. I don't know. No, this a, why, why you don't want to get it? Because Who I do don't think it's know. more talented. That is an easy answer. But I think Meg does. I don't know if Tori writes his own stuff. Yes. Okay. So if everybody's writing their own stuff, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good feel. I think Who is both. most talented? <laughs> well, I know about music. Here. No, it's not um, about music. I'm talking talent. I'm trying to think. I'm really talented, trying to think of like his talented. last project versus Meg's no, last project. No, look at the versatility. One of Meg's biggest hang-ons, one of Meg's biggest hang-ups is that she raps the same on every record. Yeah, I agree right? with that. Yes. Has anybody said that about Tori? When you hear Say It and then you hear um, Love, those sound like two, to- like that's a talented motherfucker to do that. He's- yeah, I used to like Tori's music. Exactly, until the Meg shit happened, right? Exactly. Yeah. I only stick with me. Well, my point is, is this, is that, and this is no disrespect to nobody. But my point is, this is that when you get in this business, why do you not see, like, look at Nikki is dating a high school boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Before the high school boyfriend, she was dating Safari. who mm-hmm. was her partner in music and everything else. After Safari, she goes to Meek. After Meek, she goes back to somebody she knows. Mm-hmm. Women don't, women date for safety and, and a ben, some sort of benefit, but usually mm-hmm. safety. Okay, cool. Meg is a superstar. She hang around a talented motherfucker. If you were my artist, I would rather you hang around a talented motherfucker who can help you with records than hang around a bum-ass nigga who's using you. Mm-hmm. When you want the same thing? Yes. So why is it not, why, why do you think she was hanging around him? They said she messed with the baby. The baby gave her a record. So who was the predator then? Because the baby was bigger than both of their asses at the time when he gave her that record. What or when she put to her on baby? that record? That's my point. What happened to him? Do you see anybody clout chasing for him now? You see a whole, do you see a whole bunch of superstars not enough for him now? Mm-mm. Exactly. You think they're not attracted to him no more? They are attracted to him. They still see him what they see him. He just ain't where he used to be. Is that, is that cool? Because I think that's... Is that, am I tripping? The industry is different, I think. So, like, they... I think y'all have more standards... Not standards, per se, it's but not there's the industry. things you It's the do. world. It is the world. It is not the industry. Date for where you're trying to go. So if you're a superstar, you're going to date another superstar who's going where you're going. You ain't seen no superstar that was going here way, date a superstar going that way. I agree. I can name one, but I'm about Ludacris and who? No, no, you say Ludacris. You said Ludacris, Ludacris and who? Yeah, but he's dating. Oh, a, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but, but I, she's like a doctor but or she, something. Yeah, but she's not, she's not trying to be in a public eye. Right. But he also said, like, somebody that's also doing music. So in I'm saying, like... You know I'm, who I thought of a little bit? And ooh. I don't know if it's right. Quavo and Sweetie. Because... Quavo was on his way up. Or Quavo was up and Sweetie was coming up. Yeah, and now she's... Now she's down? Yeah. Like, Sweetie, she, Sweetie's nowhere where she was around that quarantine era. You know and, probably why? When you're hanging around somebody like Quavo, who got the sauce, he gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Or you gonna think about him. You gonna go home to him. He gonna play his records. You're going to play him your records. He's going to be like, I don't know if that's it. But that's what I think But that's is, what I'm saying. There's a mutual benefit. I'm not saying, listen, at the end of the day, talent doesn't take you anywhere. You have to be able to work hard. But I'm saying in certain scenarios, in my opinion, that 
if you are artists, you should date someone who can help you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think he did anything wrong. I, the only problem I have is that you did something and then got mad at the response. That's my only issue. I don't care. What, I mean, and I don't care what happened. That's not my business. But you put us in your business and told us to stay the fuck out. I'm confused. Okay. I'm not, I ain't going to say nothing. Because, like I said, I don't think that she wanted it. Like, he, wanted what? He was taunting her. But I'm not, we could, we could move on because me and you going to Wanted what? She didn't want to go to court. She didn't want to have to sue him. She didn't want to even deal with it. Like, because then they was doing that whole snitching thing that the hip hop industry has about talking to police and all that good stuff. So, like, she really didn't want to get this to get this far. He taunted her, was going on blogs, doing all that, making have songs. You ever wanted to, have, have you ever wanted to kill somebody? We all have. It's okay. I wanted to kill somebody. Beat somebody's ass. We all have, right? We all have, right? Sure. Okay, cool. Did you kill somebody? No. Okay, so you really didn't want to. You just felt like I should kill this nigga, but I'm not going to. But no, because I, I know where you're going with it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm saying if you didn't want to do it, you wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done like it. That's like me arguing with the people in the comments. Like, I don't, I know I shouldn't be arguing with them. I know I need to ignore them, but don't. I, I, I'll, I'll get there. I'm not okay, there yet. Let's go. <laughs> um, so there are some new songwriting um, royalty that have came out this year can you tell me a little bit about it what does that mean for it the goes industry? back to what i said where if you're a songwriter and if you publishing on a platinum song gives you ninety thousand, now if i'm not mistaken it gives you a hundred and twenty thousand. wait so break this down to me so who gets you, the publishing okay if a song composition 100 percent of that song composition used to be worth ninety thousand, now it's worth 120 so they gave writers a bigger royalty Oh, that's nice. So, like, over time. Yeah. Hopefully, this is the start of giving more. Oh, but that reminds me. So, Black Sheep sued Universal Music Group. Why are you laughing? They sued Universal Music Group over Spotify stock sales. A musician says that the label owes them over $750 million in unpaid royalties. Owes the entire music industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, musicians with an S. So, how does something like this even happen? And who... How would they get the money if it's the whole music industry? Oh, that's, to me, that's too heavy to discuss in one issue because I'm not saying that Black Street is... Okay, so Black Street position, if I'm not mistaken, is is that you you wouldn't have done the deal with... You did the deal with Spotify. You took ownership of Spotify because you had rights to us. But that's their right to use their rights. Universal. That's one is right to use their rights. If I have rights to you, mm-hmm. I can use your rights how I want to. Okay, I think I kind of understand what you're okay, saying. Okay, Tamara signed to me. Right. I have rights to you. Mm-hmm. I can then go to Braxton and cut a deal on my rights. Without me getting anything? It's my rights. My I have to pay you something based in the deal. But I have rights. So, okay, so Spotify makes a, makes a platform to stream music. Mm-hmm. Where do you get the music from? artists no the rice holders who so the the label or the right exactly so you go to the rice holders which is the labels and you say to them hey i want to put out i want to stream your music so the labels get to say well that's cool how does the deal look then they said we not only not only do we want you to give you the rights we want you to give us a piece of yourself and if you're spotify you have no choice because the only way I'm going to get to the music is if they give it to me. Mm-hmm. So they had to give up a percentage of the mm-hmm. company to, they didn't have to do that with Apple Music. Apple is a conglomerate. 
Spotify was on a come up. That was their only model. They had no choice. They needed the music. So when they need the music, they need to cut a deal with the companies that have the music. They cut that deal, and the companies also said, we want 5% of the company. We feel like you're going to take off with our rights. We want a piece. That's what they did. That makes so much sense. Thank you. Because at first I was like. No, no. So so now Black Sheep is. See, this is the thing we got to start acknowledging. That people come. And there are players right now in the NBA who aren't as good as the players in the 90s. Totally agree. But they're making 10 times the money. Mm -hmm. Because the timing. Mm -hmm. So Black Sheep is like. If they were in a certain time period, they would probably be coming the hell up. Mm-hmm. But because they came where they came, shit, I would be mad too if my music came out in 1991. I would feel like I want some of that money. I would too. So that's what I'm saying. No one's wrong, but it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like an accident. And somebody, I hit you because somebody hit me, but if somebody that hit me ran off. It's just, it's so many ways to blame. The only way to do it is to sit at the table and say, yo, here's what we are owed. That's the only reason I'm confused. That's why I'm smiling because I'm like, why are you suing for everybody? <laughs> why are you not just suing for yourself? The whole game. And say, this is how much y'all owe us. Right. Do that. Actually, don't sue them. Audit them. Mm. See how much money they made from streaming your music and collect that. And then when you collect, make them pay for the auditor. Walk away with oh, your money. <laughs> and pay for the auditor. And my lawyer Yeah, Because I, I had to go get, I had to hire him and give him 100000 for you to pay me my 300000 mm-hmm. So should I have to give him 200000 No. So I take 200 to give him 100? No. Give me my three and give him 100. Next time, pay your people, and then there'll be no problem. That's what was weird to me. I get that. Um, Ten people were shot at French Montana's video shoot. What can people do, or rappers, or anything, to kind of prevent these type of things from happening, or how can they protect themselves? Close sets. It's the only way you can prevent it. Close sets, and you got to figure out a way to, to monitor who comes in and out. Simple as that. But if you're shooting a video outside, you are running the risk of some shit happening outside. Yeah, my biggest issue is that they went live, and that's how people were able to tell where they were at and just yeah, but straight up. That's what I'm saying. Close set. You could go live on a close. We can go live right now if we want to. Can't mm-hmm. nobody come in here. Right. But if we were sitting on the corner, shit, we can't get mad at people get behind the camera. You can't. Bro, you can't control people. We got to stop thinking like that. We can't control people. French Montana is a rapper shooting a video. It's fucked up. Somebody got shot. Period. But that's only in our culture because if Justin Bieber was somewhere shooting a video and he went live, I highly doubt it would get shot up. Like, our culture has this underlying, oh, we got to go rob these niggas right now. Okay, so here's why. Does Justin Bieber brag about how much money he got, how nice his clothes is, how his jewelry's better, how his bitch is better? No, rappers do, though. So when you brag about having more, the people that don't have are going <laughs> to feel some kind of way. And usually... Oh, if you look at any celebrity that had problems, remember when Puff went through that shit with J-Lo at mm-hmm. the club? Mm-hmm. Why? Puff walking through, another nigga like, I got money too. Threw money at him. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that's what happened. But think about it. If you pay attention to what's happening, people getting money makes them feel like they need to be seen and treated a certain way. Mm-hmm. So if I got a million dollars and you got a million dollars in clout, I'm not going to let you get treated better than me because you got clout in a million. I got a million too, so fuck you and right. your clout. Or I got a gun. So what you going to do now? I shoot this motherfucker up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying I stress on this show. How many times have I said, don't poke the bear? Yep. Don't poke the bear. Don't brag about what you got and then get mad. Somebody run up in your shit and take it. Don't brag about what you did. If you, somebody going to get it. Shit. Like, dog, NBA players have more money than rappers. Yep. You hear NBA players going through that type of shit as much as you hear rappers? No. No, because NBA players are playing on the court. 
That's what they do. Rappers on the hand are rapping about, I got more money. I fucked your bitch. You can't play with me. I got this. I got that. I got nine figures in the bank. Okay, cool. You better be nice when you see me in public. Because <laughs> I'm being, and mind you, this is, I'm not on that energy, but think about how, you know where you come from, bro. Every, listen to me, I'll tell us to anybody out here. Just because you got money don't mean everybody that's looking at you is going to be happy for you. Mm-hmm, that's a fact. Everybody's not happy because you got money. You're happy because you got money. <laughs> so you got to be cool with how you handle yourself because you're happy you got money. Everybody don't have money. So simple. Everybody's not going to be happy for you because you got something. No, that's not how the world is set up. Nobody's happy for me because of how I live my life. No one's happy for me. And maybe now, but now I had so many friends that I was cool with that was beefing with me because I was winning and they weren't. Nobody's going to be happy when you're not up, when, when you up and they're not. Mm-hmm. Period. So as a rapper, I would say be careful what you put in the world because you got to go out in the world. <laughs> got to go out And they can pay you back. In the block, um, Billboard named Republic Label of the Year. What are they doing right? <laughs> Republic. That's that's what Billboard said. Uh, Republic is ran by the same. Republic is the only record label right now that's ran by the same guys that started it in their apartment. Oh, that's cute. So, Def Jam has probably had five or six CEOs, right? Mm-hmm. Since Russ, right? Republic has had one CEO, one CEO. Avery brothers, the Lippman brothers. I'm sorry, Avery and Monty Lippman. So they just say they they're built on principle. Mm. It's different, and they also because it's them, they don't have to prove themselves. Like imagine if I got a new job running a major record label. Mm-hmm. I'm on a clock, right? Monty and Avery ain't on a clock. <laughs> they made the clock, right? That's why they're the best label. But I think also they they get certain things that other la- Bro, this shit is hard, man. This music business is really hard because you got to know who you are. You got to know what you're here to do. And you got to block out all the noise. Mm-hmm. They don't hear no noise because they are so high up in the suites that they just do what they do. And, I mean, you know who signed to them? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Oh, Taylor Swift. Uh, well, they Drake. Uh, the Weeknd. Post Malone. Oh, they got Ariana Grande. Yeah. And a good diversity. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, bro, like, of course they're the number one label. Like, Taylor Swift sold 1.5 million in the first week. Yeah. I don't think nobody's done that in, like, five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. They did it. Why? Taylor trusts them. They trust Taylor. It's different. She been signed with them the whole time, you know? Yeah. Okay. Since day one. That's dope. Um, so, Quentin Miller never set, claims that he never got his publishing tracks from Drake's songs. How does this happen, and why does something like this happen? Artists, creatives, listen up. If you want to exist in the music business, get you some representation. Please. Most artists, creatives, don't like paying people to handle their business. They think they just get a lawyer and they straight. You need someone to handle your business. Has anybody ever heard anybody I manage not getting paid? No. It don't happen <laughs> because I handled the business. So, Quentin Miller, you're talking, but who handled the business? But I think what happens is It was no way know. he shouldn't have got paid. Someone didn't handle the business. Simple. And I'm telling you, and I just want to say this, artists, creatives, everybody listening. If somebody helped you, give them some fucking props. Mm-hmm. One of my, like, do you understand that people like myself only eat when artists say, Ray, thank you for Ray for doing one, two, three. I'm so tired of artists, like, being pieces of shit to the people that helped them. Like, dog, it doesn't cost you anything to say thank you to JoJo for making that phone call. 
Thank you to such and such. Thank you to Trey for connecting me to such and such. Like, dog, I never not acknowledge D. Angeletti for helping me get in the game. I never not acknowledge the people that helped me that I knew. I would never not. Why? It cost me nothing to say thank you to that person. I'm so tired of artists in this game, like, acting like it was all them. It wasn't all you. Someone helped. And all, if all you got to do is say that person's name, bro, that shit will change that person's life. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ivory Scott. He signed to me. Every chance he get, he tells people, Ray changed my life. I appreciate that. But there are some people who I put on who don't even want to acknowledge that I put them on. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to me because it's like, bro, like, I don't it give a fuck. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for what you did. It costs nothing. And here's the crazy part. You ever seen how artists don't last? Creators don't last? Yes. One of the main reasons why they don't last is because they don't do that. Because once mm-hmm. I know if I put Tamira in position and she gets on that stage and she's like, I want to thank God my mother, my label head. And I'm like, yo, hello. all you got to do my is say my sweet. name one time and my life will change, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So what you think I'm going to do next time you need my help? Catch me in traffic. I, deal, I will, what he said, my office hours are between nine and five. <laughs> I will talk to you when I can. Because, mm-hmm. bro, why would I help you if I know, and you think it's about paying me. It's not about paying me. It's about paying me my respect by acknowledging me. I don't want to just get paid. I want to be acknowledged. Mm. That's the whole thing what Megan 1501 is about. Yeah, that also that's the whole that's the whole thing is about th- they helped her get on and now she wants to switch up the business. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, not now. And now they're at war and only people that's going to win is the lawyers. Because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to have to get paid and eventually she's going to have to get paid and they're going to go their separate ways and only people won was the lawyers that was paying, charging everybody to deal with it. All she could have said was, y'all appreciate what y'all did but I want to switch it up. Cool, cool. Well, I don't want to switch it up now. Well, when do you want to switch it up? You wait a year from now? No, seriously. It's, it's yeah. just a simple. But if you had somebody handling your business that was in a moment that was like, yo, is it a year from now? Right. So do you want to wait till I, after my second album goes platinum? Do we switch it up? Just give me a, just give me something to aim for so I can know that you have an intent on switching up the business eventually. And if they didn't do that, then of course you got to go through what you got to go through. But all he really wants to do is to be acknowledged. Bro, just acknowledge me. Just say thank you to me. These people didn't show up until I did the work. These people didn't show up until I hustled for you. These people didn't show up until I called them and said, I believe in something. Mm-hmm. Dog, I'm just, to me, I feel like that's the hardest part of being in the music business. It's, it's a thankless job, and it doesn't have to be artists just show a little appreciation. Creatives just show a little appreciation. Shout out to such and such for making that phone call. Shout out to such and such for giving me the opportunity. That's it. Bro, that's it. So if I'm an artist and I know that Quentin Miller has been able to make a dozen hit records for Drake, why wouldn't I go and try to work with him? Because he's saying that he's kind of blackballed right now. So why aren't artists going to work with him if they know that he could easily produce good hits? You might not want to piss Drake off. <laughs> you might not want to piss off Meek. I'm, I, don't, I don't know. Put like this. So I heard he also has an issue with, or he said Tricky he signed to. Tricky's my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fuck my friendship up with Tricky up to help you to make a dollar with you. I see what you're saying. So you kind of got to, it's, it's a lot of politics. That's why you need a manager. Somebody who can go out there and finesse those relationships for you. Make sure everybody fuck with you and respect what you're trying to do. Even if it's not what I want to hear. You know how many times I had to call somebody and be like, yo, no disrespect. but My guy feels like he should get this, this, and this. Well, Ray, yeah, I know. You need that intermediary between you and the people that handle business to speak on your behalf to express your shit. And to me, if he had proper management, ma- management, he would have been, it wouldn't have been as bad. Mm-hmm. He probably had homeboy management. He probably yeah, had a, ma- you, who knows? But, bro, 
game ain't fair, man. But it will be fair to you if you show appreciation. That's what I can say. If you, if people know that you're going to help them, like I got Chubby Baby his job. Chubby tells anybody to this day, Ray got me my job. Shout out to Ray. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I got him the job and he was like, I got the job. Right. Oh, yeah. I won't want to help. Mm-hmm. People want to help people who are going to thank them when the moment comes. You won a championship ring, true. But can you at least say thanks for training you up? So now 20 other people will be like, I want to train with him. He trained him up. No, that's how that's our lifeline. Our lifeline is that. So when you don't thank someone, you're cutting their lifeline off. That means all the work they did for you, the money they made, that's cool. But all the work they did for you, the sweat equity that they did for you goes down in vain because you didn't give them props. You didn't give them thanks. And it costs you nothing to thank you, people. So um, that reminds me of a story I just heard about Jackie O. She said that she was mean to the intern that used to bring her coffee. Jackie Harry. Jackie Harry, sorry. That became Kenya Barris. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you never know who's going to be what. You never know who's going to be what. So that's my point. Be thankful. Mm -hmm. I got people in this room. I'm thankful for everybody. I've never made anybody's room feel like I wasn't thankful for your presence. I'm who I am already. Why am I thankful? Because I appreciate you coming. Because when I was coming, when I was an intern, I wish that the guy I was interning for thanked me too, but he didn't. He just made me run to the store, gave me $5 gas money. <laughs> $5 used to like put some half a tank in your car. He told me to get something to eat too with that five. Oh, no. Shout yeah, out to him, though. That's my bro. I love him. He actually toughened me up. He made me tough. Paris Johnson. Love him. How he make you tough? That $5? Because, you know, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to figure it out when you got to. Yeah, figure hey, out. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right? He would always say to us, like, y'all messing with girls? Yeah. So you messing with a girl, but you need me to give you $10 gas money? So you got time to do that, but you ain't got time to go bid another $20 in your pocket. You ain't worried about yourself, so why would I worry about you? Mm. I remember being like, you don't understand. And I know I do. And then he was right. So I stopped being honest and telling people I didn't have it. I attracted people who wanted to help me. Mm. Most times people want to have the pride to act like they good. Sometimes it's okay to say, I ain't good right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. Somebody might want to help you. But if you walk in a room like you big shit, people going to like, oh, you big shit. Stay over there, big shit. <laughs> Stay over there, big shit. <laughs> Rolling Stones announced its greatest singers of all time. Yeah. Who was number one? Um, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Yes. Number two was... Um, Whitney Houston. No. Yeah. No. Number th- Whitney Houston was number three. I thought number two was Sam Cooke. I got Sam Cooke as number three. Okay. Well, either one. Well, let's just let you know I pay attention to everything. You do. How do you feel about the top five? So it's Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Sam Cooke, Billie Holiday, and Mariah Carey. That's the top five. I guess I'm okay with that. You know what? I don't know. I, 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 so, see, to me, it's all relative. And it's all, I mean, not relative, it's all subjective. I think Luther Vandross is one of the greatest singers oh, of all time. Right. I also think Teddy Pendergrass is one of the greatest, mm-hmm. but you might not. Mm-hmm. I think we all can agree Whitney Houston is an incredible singer. Well, we know somebody where he at. No, no, we can all, <laughs> we can all agree. I mean, yeah, well, he's yeah. a hater. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whitney Houston is, to me, Whitney Houston is the greatest singer ever to live. To me. That is one thing me and you will agree Whitney on. Whitney Houston is, I'm like, nobody can do what she can do. That, she was the coldest motherfucker to ever live, voice-wise. Mm-hmm. Period. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, but one thing that shocked me about that list was Aaliyah was on it. And as far as, like, vocalists is concerned, I was kind of like, there's some other What, was, what number was she at? She was, like, either 30 or 40. That's cool. Of all time in the whole history is, of music. It is your opinion. Well, who's Rolling Stone? They we'll probably the opinionated a whole bunch of Let's go back to the producers. Grammys. All of this stuff is subjective. But anyway, I'm not going to get into my personal opinion. Little, little, 
Uzi Vert, um, Young Thug, and Gunna are sued over a sample. So my question with sampling is, how does that prospect work? When is it considered an official sample, and who gets it cleared? Whoever put is I hate that artists and pro, artists get sued for samples because most of the time it's, they, the, pro, it's the producer, right? And it's the label's responsibility to clear the sample. That's what I was thinking. Like, how did he even get there? Like, that means because like, when, the you stuff sue, when you sue somebody, you're going to sue the name. Right. So, yeah, your fault. But, like, as an artist, like, maybe they should go back and double check and make sure what a tease. It's too many things happening. It's hard. To, it's too many things happening. It's hard to do that. It's too many things happening. All right. So, what does it have to be to con- be considered an official sample? How much timing? Is it, like, timing? No, no, or no, no I mean, if you it? sample something, you sample something. If you sample something, you sample something. Simple as that. No, because, like, people be arguing about this is not a sample. I made this myself. That's an interpolation. It's still a sample. There's massive clearances and there's public, publishing clearances. Yeah, I heard of that before. I, we talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. So I know the difference between that one. Yeah, so if you if you played it over, you don't have to pay for the massive clearance, but you do have to pay oh for the interpolation, the publishers. Here's the part that people don't acknowledge. Say if we got a sample that's super crazy. Like we think this song is a smash. Mm-hmm. And we can't get in touch with him. Sometimes you got to put that shit out and make him come chase you. Oh, sure it snaps. I'm just saying, uh, sometimes you can't, so, like, I know some people who have been, like, put, did samples and went out for weeks and weeks to get it cleared and couldn't get it cleared. It was like, fuck it, I'm gone. Wait, I got a question, because remember back in the day when Lil Wayne did the mixtape and he did everybody's song over ice cream? He wasn't cream selling the music. Stuff? That's what I was going to ask. So if it's just a mixtape because you're not it's selling promo. it, you can use you can't, it. No, you, it's just promo. You, you People can sue you, but it was just kind of, like, lame to sue somebody. Okay, so, and then my other question is, New York drill music usually starts with some type of sample. sample. Yeah. Are they getting those clear, do you think? You think them kids in the hood? No, that's Exactly. But when the record blows up, then you handle the business. Then you handle the business. Yeah, sometimes it's better to do it that way. You, I might pay you 5000 to clear a sample, and the record goes nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Rather no. than putting the record out, it goes crazy, and now I'm like, here's 10000 here's 50000 and a little bit more publishing. But now I got the clout from the record. Is that a realistic number on how much people would pay for a sample? What? Like five to 50000 Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I don't know nothing about samples. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it depends. The publisher, they get to clear how they want to. They might tell you. They, it all depends on how they feel about the record. They might think the record's a smash and be like, you know what? Don't give me no money. Just give me 50% of the publisher. I know, um, I, I don't even know if I'm supposed to put this out there, but a superstar army, a superstar pop singer has a record and the sample took like I think ninety percent of of the record. Um, um, Ariana Grande. These are a few of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they took they took ninety percent of that. Jeez, ninety's a lot. It is, but but she's I think a that that's one of the things. But I think familiarity is one of the things that make us listen to the music too. So if it's I something agree. that I've, that's I've what I'm heard saying, before, but, just, but Ariana is a superstar, so of course they they saw money, they smell money. Give me that. We don't want no front, upfront money. I want 90% of the song. And now, at this point, you can't come back and take it from me. You can't do nothing with the song now. Because you already told me it was inspired by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is what it is. Okay, I want to bring back one of our segments that we did before, but we didn't really do it so much. But now is the per- perfect time to do it. So we're going to bring back Flag on the Play. <laughs> so, Gucci Man's oh artist um, died of an overdose at the age of 22. Yeah. Um, 
condolences to his family. Um, there's a whole bunch of rumors and all type of stuff going on on the internet with this. So, one, the first thing that came out was that they were saying that Gucci Mane asked for the chains back from the artist. Like, oh, send back the chains. Then it was this big debate over his funeral and paying for his funeral, funeral costs. Um, at first, the artist's family was coming out saying, you didn't pay for shit. You promised us you was going to pay us. You didn't pay. Keisha came back and defended her husband and was like, here's the receipts. We sent $10,000 directly to the and funeral flowers. home. And flowers. One of the family members goes back live and goes, that $10,000... That ten thousand dollars didn't pay for shit, but flowers. Like, try to like discredit the fact that like, oh, you only gave us ten thousand. In a situation like this, so I want to before we even talk about the funeral and the cost and all that good stuff. If an artist die, that signs you dies of an overdose, and you gave him an advance and all that good stuff, like you just out on the money, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was my question. Well, usually when an artist dies, the the consumption of their music goes up. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I just said that. I hate that I said that. But that's, that's true. true. When the artist dies, the consumption levels go up, and you're probably gonna make your money back. And that's with all artists, painters, everybody. Everybody, so. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You're making money back. What do they say? You're more valuable dead than alive. Sometimes. Yeah, so. that's fucked up. It is fucked up, but it is the truth. So, okay. Gucci man did send the ten thousand. Do you think that's enough? The. To- oh man, I when I heard what happened. The first thing I said to myself was, you know, just me guessing. I was like, I'm pretty sure what happened was they asked, Gucci said, I, I'll pay for the funeral. And he had a number in his head that he was willing to give. Mm-hmm. And when he realized it was going to be uh, probably a $100,000 funeral, he was like, oh, well, here's ten grand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, It's just dirty. You know what it is? It's just bad because death brings out the worst in a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? So his family probably loved Gucci up until he died, and now they need someone to be mad at, mm-hmm. right? Because he died. He overdosed, um, which is right because, if, you know, you never know how somebody mourns. So I think the way Gucci and Keisha handled it was perfectly. It's like, well, look, hey, here's our proof. Here's our proof what we did. Let's keep it moving. And I like that Gucci didn't say nothing. That yeah, Keisha it's what, was of course. She said, here's our proof. But, but at the end, of the, we got to stop. We got to stop acting like when you sign someone, you're gaining a child. Mm. We got to stop that, right? We, unless you're signing a child, like JD did with Bow Wow, right? But if you sign in a 21-year-old man and you gave him a check and y'all agreed on business, y'all stand on that business. Mm-hmm. I remember when Bobby Smurda went to jail, it was like LA should bail him out. And it's like, why y'all putting LA in there? LA gave him a chance to change his whole fucking life. And he did something. Why would you put him in that? Like all we can give people is an opportunity. If somebody fucks that up, that's not my fault. Mm -hmm. You can't blame me that someone fucked that up. Like you can't blame me that he overdosed. You can't blame me. Like, and I understand the wanting of the chain back. Maybe not the chain, but the the char the the the, the pendant. Ch- the pendant, yeah. Maybe not the chain, because that pendant is my name. Yeah, it represents. What happens if? No, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. What happens if you need some money and you sell it to some dude that's mm-hmm. my enemy, and, and now this goes, dude is pissing on my I chain? I think about that. Yeah, like that chain is my face. That's my name. So I gave him a chain. It's like I understand how you feel, but it's like, yo, maybe I give you something else in return. But give me that's my name. Mm-hmm. Someone can piss on it. Like, you know how mad the Grammys was when Kanye pissed on the Grammy? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. 
I can put it in the toilet and piss on it. Fuck you. Like, dog, that, that pendant can hurt me more than it can help y'all. So I understand why he did it. But at the end of the day, I didn't, he didn't do business with the brother. He didn't do business with the sister. He didn't do business with the mother. He did business with you. And you passed away. So now I got to deal with you guys and whatever comes with you guys. So I just think it's unfair to, I just think it's unfair to everybody. But I, I think that that's the concept of death is unfair to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I've had people die that I thought was unfair. It's just, but you don't have to take it out on somebody. And I think that right now they're taking it out on Gucci. And I don't think that's cool. I agree with you Because he gave said. your brother an opportunity to change his life. Yeah, and people just want somebody to blame. They're yeah. angry, they're mad somebody right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, so I didn't look at it from that point of view, so that was a good one. Um, before we wrap up, I, how old are your kids again? Uh, 14 and 5. 5, okay. So a 6-year-old student <gasps> shot his teacher in VA. Yeah, I saw that. On purpose. Twice. In the hand and in the, or maybe, well, she had a wound in her hand and in her thigh, so I don't know if she tried to stop it. But anyway, long story short, He's too young to be incarcerated, so he can't go into the juvenile system. Yeah. He can't be charged as an adult. Really? What do we? Yeah. What do we do? In New York, just made a thing where they're not arresting people. I think under twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? What does this mean? Like where are we? Where are we going? I just think it's a. I just think it's an unfortunate situation. You know, I want to ask you. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen? It's gonna be weird, but fuck okay. with me. Have you ever seen a porno? Yeah. How were you when you seen it? Was your first seen it? Oh, um, so when I was little, I had these neighbors that were really bad, and they used to watch it. And when I went to sleep, I was, I was probably like seven-ish. So you had to see it on the neighbor's TV. Yeah, I didn't Okay, so myself. kids have access. Like my first porno, like I had to catch the train, catch the train. Go to the one of them. Go to Five Points. <laughs> had to save up $20 between me and my two friends. We all saved up $7 each, took it, bought one. My, well, my daughter, her phone is regulated by me, but, because she's five, but my son is 14. He can just get on his phone and watch pornos now. Mm -hmm. And when I was 14, I had to go through a lot to get my first one. Here's the point. Kids have access to too much, too early, too soon. And I think that this is a a trend that's going to continue happening until we get some kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's, What's the word when you block something? Come on, help me. I have no filter, um, some censorship. Censorship, yeah. So we get some kind of censorship that guarantees protection of kids seeing violence. I mean, dog, think about it. If you look on TikTok, you can see whatever the fuck you want. Like, I mean, like, when I grew up, bro, I'd never seen Janet Jackson in a thong. I'm I'm being honest with you. Like, I've never seen, like, these kids are growing up seeing every idol that they have in the thong and all their personal business and them fucking acting like they humping each other on the fucking balcony. And these kids are seven to eight seeing that. Like, dog, it's too much too fast. That is going to be, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a reoccurring role until we get some censorship and we get some kind of gun control. Some kind. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but some kind. Yeah, I don't have any problems. I don't, I'm not giving my guns up. I don't have problems with metal detectors in high schools, like, or schools in general. I don't want my kids going to a school with metal detectors. I didn't even notice it in my... Well, I went to school... One of my schools was by the World Trade Center, so I think that had a yeah, to play with saying, it, but, but I didn't I don't even want my kids it. going to school with metal detectors. I'm sorry. But I do want officers in the school. And I pay taxes. I don't taxes. trust them people. Nah, I pay taxes, I don't so trust I want police. officers in the school. You crazy? But that happens. Who the hell could have ever called that? A six-year-old shooting a teacher because they mad? 
But there got to be something going on at home that you th- that the child wasn't able to control their anger that much that they thought, let me get a gun and shoot my teacher. Or how, when you was a kid, did you ever do this? Bang, bang. Come on, am I lying? When you were, saying yes. When you, no one. Joe, am I lying? Casper? Or the bad Trey? boys. You too? <laughs> so when, you, when, you, when you was a kid, you would go bang, bang, right? Imagine they used to, he, all he did was go bang, bang with a real gun. He probably doesn't even comprehend what he did. Mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of? The little boy who killed his mother over his video games. And he's in jail right now, still asking, like, can y'all put my video, video game away? away? Bro, he's playing Grand Theft Auto at, at, in real life, shooting people. Dog, it's different. They have access to too much. It's, this is going to be a growing trend until we get some kind of censorship and people start taking responsibilities. That's one of the reasons why I've always said hip-hop music. And I'm a guy that made money in hip-hop, but we need to take some responsibility because... It's crazy because somebody hit me and called me out about my artist and was like, he's talking about killing people. But he said, killing, killing these niggas like I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. And I was like, he's not saying I'm killing you, them. shot him in the head, pow. He's saying, I'm killing the game. But I understand where you're coming from, so I take responsibility. But if that artist was like killing niggas with my pistol, I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. you got, can we say something else? Right, that was a play on words. That was a play on words. But yeah. my point is, is that, bro, we live in a world where everybody has access to everybody. You can tweet Oprah right now. And if you send something to Oprah, you could say, Oprah saw me and my kids and called my daughter a bitch. I'm just, right. and all of a sudden, shade room picks it up. Now yeah. everybody's like, Oprah called her baby a bitch. Mm-hmm. Why did she call her baby a bitch? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now Oprah's explaining herself, releasing a statement like, I was having a bad day, or that's a lie, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. bro. A girl literally went viral for saying Drake. Drake. I knew you were going to bring did something to her, right? He, he, no, she just said that she... He flew him he flew out, out and had a fun. she kicked her out. Yeah. Kicked her out when and she got caught recording. Exactly. Which and is, then Drake is like, I don't even know her. But that didn't stop people from picking up the press. Sure didn't. They went... They Bro, it's a it like dangerous people. world we living in. That's why I don't like speaking on shit unless I know. That's mm-hmm. why when, even when you ask me questions, I, don't, I give my opinion, but I try my best not to say what I think happened. Because at the end of the day, I didn't put myself in that situation, and I wouldn't. I know how true that is because you would not talk about Megan Tory until we had all the facts on the table. Yeah, because for me it's like, because for me it's like, it's unfortunate. Nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Megan and her friend beefing, you know, like nobody wins, bro. Nobody wins from shit. But motherfuckers was fucked up, drunk, had a good time, and nobody probably remembers what happened. Yep. <laughs> That's probably what really happened. Nobody probably remembers what happened. But she got shocked. Mm-hmm. And what that is, it's a movie where he says, somebody got to go to jail for this. Mm-hmm. Might not be you, but somebody gonna go to jail for this. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that he doesn't get the maximum time. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be a travesty. Okay, so I know you hate when I put you on the spot, but go since ahead. we did talk about it, can you just give me five of your best vocalists of all time? Uh, I think Whitney is number one. Um, I'm gonna put Mario in there. Mario can sing better than ninety nine point nine percent of the men in this world with no auto tune. Nothing. Mario's straight incredible. Vocals. Um. I'm gonna say Mariah. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Wanye from Boys the Men. Mm. Man, that man, he can sing his ass off. And then um, I'm gonna say Usher. Usher got range like most people don't have. Yeah. So those are probably my top five off the top of my head. That's a good one. I thought you were gonna throw a little throwback in there. Nah, 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 nah. You know, I, Luther, can, Luther, Luther had great songs. I don't know if he's ever shown the range that he had to show when he had, I don't know. He just had a really good voice. Mm-hmm. Like Teddy Pendergrass had a really good voice. He had a great, cause there's two voices. It's the one I hear and it's the one you represent. And the, yeah, 
artists. It's two voices. It's the one you hear and the one you represent. What do you mean represent? Okay, you know how little baby voice sound, right? Yeah. Have it, right. Has he ever talked about you know you know what to the, the, the one you represent is the brand. Oh, okay. Like I know what to expect. Like little baby is not going to do a song about. Slob on my knob, like corn. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. was GCJ brand. That right. was a great song. It was just, but Lil Baby wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that's what I mean. It's some good, but there's some great singers out there. I, man, listen, what Bobby Brown probably wasn't the greatest singer, but that motherfucker knew how to use his voice. So that's another skill. You got to learn how to use your tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that. All right. So thank you. That was our first trending topics of the year. Make sure you guys are subscribed. You comment. You like. You share. You repost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta start. We, yeah, yeah. Like, share, repost everything. Let's go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.